welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. Today, we feature audio from the Elite Business Advice Podcast with Chris Moore. In this episode, Chris talks with Jeff Roth, senior pastor of Skyline Church, who helps us break down what it means to be a servant leader, why it's important in your business, and how companies like Chick-fil-A appear to have mastered this concept. This episode is brought to you by 3M and Federated Insurance. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business and educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's podcast, we've got Jeff Roth with us. Jeff is our senior pastor at Skyline Church, and we're going to talk through a little bit about servant leadership and some other topics about how church and business can kind of blend together. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad Absolutely. To be here. I appreciate you taking time to come do this. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I am a, uh, a husband and father of four, originally from Flint, Michigan, okay. born and raised. Uh, I was doing the math yeah. a few days ago and realized I've, I've kind of lived out of Michigan more than I've lived in it oh. now. So Is that good? I don't know what that makes me. Okay. Um, but I've lived kind of south of Michigan, so I don't really sound like I'm from no. Michigan anymore. Do you call it soda or pop? It's pop, dude, okay. for life. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's, some things are always going to be yeah, ingrained it, in you. you can't change that. So I won't make any uh, more jokes about Flint. So. <laughs> Thanks. I I'm just kidding. That. I'm just kidding. That. So, that's yeah. awesome. Um, so how long have you been kind of involved in leadership, right? Like, So I guess kind of um, my whole life I've kind of ended up in different leadership yeah. positions. Okay. Uh, I don't think of myself as like a, a fantastic leader. I'm not right. like super type A or anything like that, like yeah. a lot of leaders, but – um, even like back in like school, I was, you know, student body president and yeah. captain of the, you know, baseball or basketball team, right. whatever it was. And uh, and then kind of like, I guess, more officially in leadership positions yeah. when I um, was in college, I started uh, as a youth pastor. Okay. So I was kind of in, in a leadership position over the, yeah. the, the students there. And then as I've worked, I've just been in, in different positions, whether it be youth pastor or associate pastor okay. or senior pastor. So so what you're saying is you're very much like me. You just can't not get involved with things? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I try not to. Like, even, like, with my kids, yeah. um, I had uh, my son was, <laughs> was playing a t-ball, and uh, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to coach this year. Yep. And then, like, the season got started, and I was like, I should have coached. Yep. Why didn't I coach? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just – it's – it's easier just to, to go ahead and, and jump in. And yeah. I, I think there's a lot of examples of bad leadership out there. Right. And and so I don't think that I'm a, I'm a fantastic leader. Right. But, like, I think I can at least not hurt people and hopefully help them. No, so. that's a good point. So you're a little more of a Ted Lasso, a little less of a Michael Scott. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I hope <laughs> – I really enjoy a Michael <laughs> Scott, but I hope that I am not much <laughs> like him. Let me put it this way. We have a lot of fun jokes at our church about yeah, that, but yeah. um, no, I don't think you're a Michael Scott at all. <laughs> so um, I haven't gotten you a mug that says world's best boss. Uh, somebody else did. I don't I know. know how to take that, but yeah, it, uh, I like it. So <laughs> Take it for the literal meaning of the words on the mug, yes, not the concept behind the show. So, sure. uh, I'm going to say over under five <laughs> office or Ted Lasso references in this episode. We'll see. Ooh. So. Um, um, 
you know, one thing that I've always kind of found fascinating is kind of the crossover with church and business, right? Sure. Um, that I think that there are a lot of kind of things that do blend together in those lines. Yeah. Um, and, you know, really the goal, the goal of the church is obviously, right, reach more people, right? Sure. Same principle as a business with marketing, right? Like you want to reach more potential customers, yeah. right? Like there's a lot of crossovers with that. Um, so do you kind of feel the same way, I guess, on the leadership side of things, right? Like marketing, financially, a lot of things have to operate the same way. But like from a leadership perspective in an organization, like mm -hmm. do you kind of agree that that's a big piece of it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I mean, you're right on. There's a ton of similarities. Yep. I think whenever you're, um, whether it's a nonprofit or a for-profit business or a church, whatever it is, um, people are people, whether right. it's at church or in the workplace or in the business, wherever yeah. it is, people are people. And so whenever you're working with people, trying to serve people, trying to lead people, you're going to run into a lot of the same uh, same joys, same <laughs> issues, yep. all, all those things. So I think what's different sometimes is like structure and mission is different. Yep. Um, I think like in, in my uh, area, working for a, a church or a nonprofit, yep. A lot of our staff, almost all of them, are volunteer. Right. And so when you're leading volunteers, it's yep. totally different than uh, I assume when you're leading people that you're paying right. to be there. Yep. Which I, there's probably I was thinking about that this morning. There's probably pros and cons to that. There is um, because I think that you know with volunteers, like sometimes I may be like too soft and, and too easy in my yep. leading because like oh I don't want to offend this person and they'll right. you know, know take off. They're not getting paid to do this. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. But on the flip side, you know, I, I've often wondered like you know if I was leading a a, a business or a for profit right. thing, like they had to listen to me. But that could also bring out maybe a little a little too rough yeah. of leadership. Like yep. you have to do this because I'm the boss. And right. So, um, well, and I think it's it's very interesting. And you said that right away, like about not being a type A personality leadership, right? Yeah. Um, and I really feel I feel like that helped your transition coming into our church too. Sure. Um, you know that it wasn't like my way or the highway. <laughs> yeah. Right. You yeah. know, and 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 so I definitely respect the way that that was handled. And I know that that Appreciate is just your that. personality. It wasn't just some facade you put on for six months and then like, <laughs> okay, well, now I've been here for six months now and now we're going to do it Jeff's way, up, right? Yeah. Like, um, that's really who you are. And, and so I yeah. think that that's definitely a good characteristic. And, and it's it is very interesting. I always love talking about leadership, and there's so because there is no right or wrong answer, right? Like, yeah. it's just yeah. everybody has different personality sure. styles. And there is a huge difference between, like you said, volunteers and paid people, right? Mm -hmm. Because most people get that that leadership ego. Yeah. And they're like, well, I sign your paychecks. Yeah. And yeah, actually so what that really means nowadays is I put your hours in QuickBooks and it direct deposits it, but <laughs> I give it the approval, right? Right. Um, and so it is a totally different dynamic, you know? Yeah. And I think really, I think on the, the employee side is you really see where people's hearts are, mm. right? The volunteers that yeah. want to take on more and the certain things like that you know, it shows more because they're not getting paid for it, yeah. right? The people that are coming in, and I can think of five people off the top of my head at church that are always like above and beyond just doing things, oh, yeah. you know, sure. and it's, yeah. there's no benefit to them, right? Yeah. Whereas even on an employee, if you're getting paid for that, it's like, well, are you doing it because you want to help us grow? Or are you yeah. doing it really just because you want to make more money? Like, yeah. again, not really a bad thing. So sure. It is definitely a very interesting dynamic when you look at both sides of it. Yeah. And I think the best leaders, whether it be nonprofit or church or business, the best yeah. leaders are going to do the same thing. They're going to help people see value in accomplishing the mission together. Yep. And if they do that, then I think they're leading well. Right. And they're going to have positive results from it, too. Yeah. I think if you, if you have everybody aligned in that way and the right people in the right seats, 
I think that everything else will take care of itself for sure, whether it's a church or not. So, um, what are, what are kind of three common mistakes you see people make, um, when it comes to leading people? <laughs> and I like, okay. if, if you could, like, if you had to only narrow it down to three, like, just the three, yeah. I mean, or four, you know, whatever. Okay. All right. So if I give you three ish. Yeah. Um, so asking me that it made me think, um, like I don't consider myself a leadership expert or guru. I'm a leader. And, uh, and so I do, I do lead and I try to lead and I try to learn how to lead better. Um, but when you ask me that, I'm thinking about like specifically how I like to be led. And so in like jobs I've worked, uh, because I haven't worked just in the church and jobs I've worked, like how, have they I've been led and what did I like what did I not yeah. like and and even currently and like in some positions I'm in I'm being led and and so uh, what do I like there and so I'm going to give you three things um, that stand out to me okay. so um, I don't like if I'm being led I don't like when somebody's fake yeah I don't like that kind of insincerity <laughs> or yeah. that facade like you mentioned uh, I think that people are smart yeah and people they can see through that, that. yeah they'll see through that pretty quick yep. Um, and, and they may not know what to do with it, but they'll, they'll see through it and they'll understand it. So I think being real, authenticity yeah. is the key for that. You want to make sure that people are seeing the real you. Right. Um, if I'm your boss, like, you know I'm the boss. You know that I want to get the most out of you and I, I want to uh, get the, the biggest ROI, ROI on, yeah. on your employment here and I want to see the business succeed. And so, like, let, we're not going to be fake about that. Right. Like, I'm trying to, to help you. There's a purpose there. The Let's business. just move forward. Yeah. And so um, if, if you're going to be friends with somebody, that's cool. Be friends with them. But, like, don't pretend that you're friends just to get something yep. out of them. That's and so I point. think authenticity is big. Um, for me, if I feel like somebody's manipulating me, like, yep. I'm done. Like, I don't I don't want to be manipulated. Right. I don't like that. I don't think Like, hey, I'm going to do this for you, but then you're going to owe me one. Like, yes. mm, no, uh, I don't play Let's games. just, you know, if we're yeah, – yeah, I don't like the whole I owe you one thing. Yeah. Like, I think if we're friends, um, friends help each other. Yeah. And so – we're not going to keep track. So yep. anyway, that's number one. Okay. Uh, don't be fake. Uh, I think being dishonest, and this is kind of maybe an overlap a little bit, um, but I'm big on integrity. Yes. And so if I feel like somebody's uh, lying or they're being dishonest to try to, to pull something over yeah. uh, somebody's eyes, I think that's bad leadership. Um, and on the flip, I think if you're leading me and you're somebody that I can trust, somebody that um, I, I know that they stand by their word, like that is going to make me want to follow you more, yeah. work harder for you, and really go all in. Right. Because I don't think that you're going to, to do me wrong at the yep. end of the day. Uh, and I think that if you lead with integrity, at the end of the day, you'll have a team that's building a dream right? instead of just like a group of people doing a job. I like that. I like that. I think one thing, too, you know, when you mention integrity, like I'm going to kind of go back to like a contractor example here. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, when your boss like tells you to cut corners yeah like but that's not part of the plan with the homeowner like whether you're painting drywalling like whatever it is like i've seen people make that mistake like well we can just do it this way and like you know that'll get us out of here quicker we'll make more money like whatever and it's like you just lost the respect of your employees sure like you know it just it doesn't make sense you know like why you would do that because then they start questioning a lot of other things like did they really put your hours down right like right. there's a lot of other things that i think point. snowball through that yeah. so i think Where integrity exactly like it blends over into a lot of other areas that creates no doubt. doubt with customers with employees with vendors with anybody you work with yeah. so and if you lose your staff i mean you've lost your business yeah. you got to you got to have buy in with everybody yep. there it's back to being a solopreneur so yeah <laughs> yep so what's the third one uh third one i'd say is being 
silent, Ooh, being okay. silent. And what I mean by that is um, if I feel like it's sincere, I love like words of affirmation. Yeah. I love like that's kind of my wife jokes. That's my, my love language, yeah. right? Like, oh, good job, hon. You yeah. know, you did such a great job doing right. that. And like, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's cool. I'm like a, a puppy. You know right. what I mean? I want to make you happy. And so if, if you let me know I did, I want to keep that. I think yep. mo- for in general, most people like to be – uh, praise. Right. They like to have some sort of positive affirmation about what they've done and the job that they're doing. And so I feel like that's something that we don't do enough. Right. I don't think that we praise others enough. A lot of times we think it and, and I may be at home and, I, and right. I'm just like, man, you know, Chris is killing it on, on he, he doing our social media at right. church or whatever it is. And uh, I think about it and, uh, I'm t- you know, maybe I tell my wife, man, I really appreciate all the work he does there. Right. But if I don't tell you, then you don't ever feel that appreciation. Right. Like I've never communicated that, and so it's have, nice that I way. thought but, it. Yeah, yeah. But have I communicated? Right. It? And so I think in the days that we live in, I mean, there's so much negativity yep. and the divisiveness. And I think if we need anything, we need some more positive interactions. Yes. And so being able to communicate that with people, I think a, a good leader is going to let people know they're appreciated, uh, they're honored, they're yeah. valued, and they're going to communicate that with their people. I like that. I'm glad you mentioned that about the love languages um, because okay. I think that that's a, a very important piece to like just life in general, right? Sure. Like any relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a marriage, whether it's parenting, whether it's anything, right? Yeah. Um, and so that was a very eye-opening book. If you haven't heard of it, Five Love Languages by yeah. Gary Chapman. Um, but to take that even a step further, he has one called Five Love Languages for the Workplace. Mm. Um, and it's been years since I've went through it, but that really was eye-opening to me. And you talked about words of affirmation yeah. is, you know, I think for people that are words of affirmation, the negative words of affirmation, like that's a killer, sure. right? Like yeah. if Alicia was like, hey, yeah. you really sucked on Sunday. Yeah. Like... Right. Like there's nothing worse that anybody could say or do. Right. right. Like she wouldn't say that obviously, but you she know, has. like, she has. Oh, okay. All right. It's That's happened. good. Well, yeah. it was probably, it was probably warranted, but, <laughs> um, but you know, I think that like just knowing those things, right. For so sure. it's not just like, what are yeah. the positive things we can do, but what are the negative things we do with the people we lead yeah. that can trigger them in a, in a negative way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that that's can be a good resource. And that was something, you know, I think the two most important things for me in leadership are, Knowing the personality temperaments, yeah, and then second would be love languages and yeah. stuff. I mean, how are you going to lead people if you don't? Right. I need to clarify though. Yeah. My wife didn't tell me I sucked, uh, okay. but there was one message one time I was I was uh, using a lot of stats and stuff, <laughs> and she and she said uh, that. I said, how do you think it went today? She said it was really more bo- informational. Yes. Really inf- just in case she <laughs> listens to this or watches it. No, that's it. good. I, I you told sure. me that story. I'm glad yeah. you clarified that. Um, um, I want to share one, one other thing yeah. real quick, too, because it was interesting. It actually just hit me this week. Um, I was reading this book, and it said that um, you need to have with your kids. It was talking yeah. about you know parenting. But with your kids, you should have like a five-to-one ratio of encouragement to criticism. And so it really made me think, you know, I was thinking, oh, man, I got four kids. You know, like, how often do I <laughs> criticize in, in terms of praise? And yeah. Is it a five to one? You know, is it as high as it should be? Probably not. Right. But then I also, like, carried it over, and I was like, well, what about, you know, with my friends? Or what about yeah. at church? Or with the people that I lead? And so, uh, you know, I would ask, you know, all leaders, like, what about the people we lead? Yeah. You know, what is our encouragement to criticism ratio? Right. Is it close to five to one? Yeah. You know, or are we only talking to people? when we're criticizing them or instructing them. Yeah. No, I was going to say, you know, I think that even goes not just on the the comments, but like what energy and conversations are you having with people too, right? Like if you're always having like, again, there's close people in your life you can vent to, 
Right. Like, I understand that. That's yeah. healthy. That's a good you thing. But there still needs to be a lot of other positive stuff in there. Or else, otherwise, after so many times, they're going to be like, man, Chris yeah. is like a negative energy. Yes. Like, yes. You know, and so I think, you know, not only is it like, hey, I need to give Jeff five compliments to every criticism. Right. Yeah. You probably don't want to keep a tally. Yeah, but. exactly. But like, I think you also need to keep in mind of like, hey, what kind of conversations are we having? Yeah. Like, if everything's a negative, like if every time you're like, hey, Chris, how's it going? I'm like, oh, man. Oh, let me tell you about yeah. this week. Like after about five weeks of seeing you on Sunday, you're probably going to go stand in the cafe over instead of where <laughs> I'm at and ask them how they're doing. Cause yeah. you're like, he, he's going to complain about something. Yeah, right? There's, I mean, you have that with people. I think we yeah. do that kind of, uh, intrinsically. We just realize at some point that every time we have a conversation with this person, it's, it's really negative. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they never really have anything good to say to me. Right. Um, and, and like when people have built up, yeah. Kind of some credit with you in terms of encouragement and yeah. positivity. Then like when you hear them say something negative one time or right. they are, are, you know, maybe helpfully being critical. Yeah. Like you don't take it as hard. Right. Because, you know, like I know this person loves me. Like I yeah. know that they want what's best for me. I yep. know that they're not trying to just attack me. Yep. No, that's good. That's good. So you've used um, Chick-fil-A and in, in some of your, your messages and sermons and stuff with, you know, the... One of the best chicken sandwiches, but we won't go there. One of them. I know. I I saw your notes. Um, But, you know, what I really want to kind of hone in on here for the rest of these three hours we've got um, (laughs) is, um, you know, like how they really use servant leadership in their business, right? Um, And, you know, anybody that's been to a Chick-fil-A can say, you know, they say my pleasure, you know, they're there to take care of you in the fastest, most efficient manner possible. Um, it's just, I I love ever, like a lot of things that the company stands for. Um, and so feel free to elaborate a little bit on kind of how you see that servant leadership in their business and how it kind of applies, you know, both church world, business world and everything. Yeah. Well, I'll say in my experience, um, at Chick-fil-A and I've, I've never worked for Chick-fil-A. So like, I don't have a lot of, uh, experience on the interior of the company but as being a i guess a loyal customer i would be considered um from being there like i know that in my experiences inside the the manager uh, which i've had interactions with not in negative ways but have always wanted to make it right they've always led from the top down and so they've never been unwilling to to go out and anytime there's been like even a minor issue yeah um the manager is the one that comes to make it right and i think that's a good example of owning they own own the mistake we're real sorry we want to make it right um and so i think they do lead definitely from the top down i think another thing chick-fil-a does real good is they they make it more than just about a chicken sandwich i mean like we think of chick-fil-a we think of chicken sandwiches but they want your experience to be awesome and i think whatever we're leading whether it be a a business or a church we want to make sure that the the people who are coming to uh, embrace or enjoy our product whether it be food or a painting or uh, a church service like we want them to have a a positive experience throughout the whole thing and i think chick-fil-a does a an excellent job at efficiency Right. Uh, and experience, and they make it more than they, they make you feel like you're a part of something bigger right. than just uh, a business or a restaurant. No, I think that's good. I mean, you know, Chick fil A has, in my opinion, great quality food, sure. right? But like at the end of the day, you can get a chicken sandwich a lot of places, yeah, right? But why did the one there in Fairview near us have to put in a third lane, yeah, 
just to get through the amount of traffic. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they took like, over half of Lowe's parking lot they did. just to get people a it's, place to it's park. It's, like, impressive. It, it really is. I know at one point they were, I want to say, in the top five or ten restaurants in the yeah. country, like, three yeah. or four years ago. Chick-fil-A restaurants. Sure. Um, but, like, it's it's the experience, right? It, people yeah. want to come back for the experience. Like, you know what you're going to get. You yeah. know, like, okay, I might have to wait in line for five minutes, even if it's wrapped around the building. Right. Like, you know exactly what you're going to get with it. And so I think that they have that mentality that they make us feel like, wow, they're really here to help us. Right. Like, and not to, as you said earlier, manipulate and be like, Oh, they're going to do whatever I tell them. Oh, if I complain about my one French fry being somewhat cold, (laughs) like they're going to give us a free meal. Like don't manipulate and take advantage of the situation. And I'm sure, yeah, I think it goes back to their principle. They know that's going to happen, right? They know people are going to take advantage of things, but they do it anyways. Yeah. Right. And I think that's really the key is they know that they're doing more good than, negative mm-hmm. by doing that so and even when you do go and you have to wait in this massively long line yeah i think that you're waiting knowing that uh you believe that they are doing it as fast as they can oh absolutely like you're only waiting because there's so many people yeah uh, but they're doing the the best that they can and, and right. you know some places you go and you're like man is anybody even working here right. you know what's going we were on? somewhere the other day i won't say where it was mostly because i can't remember but um <laughs> and like literally i think it was like the one person running like the window and the inside counter and then there was like one cook in the back yeah you know, but you could tell they were running around in there and I'm like, they're doing the best they can with what they got. Yeah. Like, you know, so, um, no, I think that's a good point. And, you know, I think I'll kind of throw this out there just to make it, because I want to apply this to like all business owners, sure. right? Not just people yeah. that have a restaurant, but you know, I think it's very important to walk the line between serving people yeah. and being profitable. All right. Um, and I see that sometimes with people, they're like, well, I want to, I want to help them out. I want to give back. I want to do all yeah. these things. And I'm all for that. Like, I think we need sure. more of that in the world and yeah. stuff and, and whatnot. But like, I see people do it at a, like to a detriment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I'm going to, well, I'm just going to charge her like $50 cause they're on a fixed income and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well that's great. But you were there for four hours and literally like you made no money. Mm-hmm. That's fine if you do that once a month or mm-hmm. once every few months. But like when you do that every day, yeah. Like that's it's tough because at some point you you won't you won't be able to help anybody exactly because you good people do good things with money right, right? Yeah. so if you don't have money I guess the jury's still out on you but um, <laughs> you know I think that that's true like you have to be able to help yourself to be able yeah. to help other people too right right um, you know we have some clients that you know try to set them their business up and that's one thing I love about business owners is you can really just build your business around the lifestyle you want or what you want to do. And some people they'll literally work three weeks and make enough money in those three weeks that on the fourth week, they do it like a give back day or a give back week, or maybe they, they go on a a trip with their church or, you know, they, there's something involved, right. Mm -hmm. That they've structured their business to where they can make enough money serving clients and doing a great quality job and earning what they're, you know, in my opinion, like deserve. And then they take take that fourth week and do those give back projects. Right. Um, to where they're still being profitable, but they're still serving. Right. You know? So I think you have to be smart about that because a lot of times people will just be like, Oh, well, I just want to, I just want to help them out or, Oh, it's, they're in a really tough situation right now. And that's great, but you're still running a business at yeah. the end of the day. You've got to balance. Uh, I'm going to be a, a wise yeah. steward and, and be uh, smart with my business, but yeah. I want to be generous also. Exactly. So, uh, I think the better you are with business, if you're able to, to generate profits, then you're able to be more generous. Yeah, and so exactly. You have to find out how to balance it in a yeah. healthy way. Nope. I agree with you on that. Um, so let's kind of go a step further and, and kind of bring up 
kind of similarities of, you know, discipleship in the church, um, but also the business world too. Um, And I know you said you don't work for Chick-fil-A, never have. Uh, I never have either. Uh, My (laughs) brother-in-law did for a handful of months when he was in college. Bring him in here. Let's talk. Yeah, I know. I know. Where's Nick at? Um, He's probably in the ER working right now. So, Um, but, you know, he was kind of just kind of sharing a little bit. We didn't talk super in depth about it, but like, you just, you know, about their training program and like, it's the Chick-fil-A way and that they literally teach you to be a good person. Like, I remember there were some jokes flying in the family when he got this job and they're like, Nick's going to do that. Like, he's a great guy, (laughs) great personality, but he's not like the super outgoing, like everything. And then it was like, within a week, it was like, who is this guy? Like, you know, Nick's living the Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Nick's, Nick's a Chick-fil-A, like Kool-Aid drinker now, you know, but no, I'm I'm joking when I say that. Yeah. Lemonade. Yeah. Oh, their lemonade's good. Um, but like, you know, I, I think that they really do a good job of like building people, right. And developing people. Um, and so, you know, do you have anything you kind of want to elaborate on that with Chick-fil-A business and just how they, you know, are always developing that next person? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. I think, I mean, an investment in the character of your employees or volunteers or staff and whatever it is, I I think it's always a worthwhile investment. I don't know, like business, business wise, if they use discipleship a lot, I feel like it it tends to be more of a a churchy term, but I think it, it probably is pretty synonymous with like mentorship. I think it is. And Um, that's why I kind of mentioned it. It's like, I think the word discipleship makes people immediately think of church and the Bible and Jesus, which is great. Sure. But like really the term discipleship, applies in business, right? Like you're yeah. always oh, like yeah. mentoring that next person. Yeah. Um, I've heard it called replacement driven leadership in okay. business. Yeah. Like you're, repl- you're trying to groom the person that's going to take your spot so that you can move up to the next yeah. spot. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, discipleship, I mean, basically uh, from whatever kind of perspective you want to yeah. look religious or otherwise is basically helping somebody um, to think like you think, Yep. Live like you live, work like you work. It's basically just training somebody. You're uh, to be a disciple means to be like a student or yep. a learner. And so, if you're mentoring somebody, they're a student of yours. They're learning from you. And right. so, whenever a a Christian, yeah, uh, their their goal really should be to be a disciple of Jesus. That means right. we're trying to, you know, live like he lived, love like he loved, treat people like he treated people. Right now, uh, just a, an apology to everybody who's been. <laughs> Uh, burned by <laughs> Christians or had yeah. a bad interaction. Like, I'm sorry. Yep. Um, I've probably done that to some people too because I'm an imperfect human being yeah. and we make mistakes. But our goal is, I think overall, as disciples of Jesus is to, to live and love like he did. And yep. so if we're doing that, if we're, if we're being disciples, then we're, what we're really trying to do is we're trying to develop more leaders. Yep. And so in your business or as a leader, wherever you are, if you're trying to disciple people or mentor them, you're trying to help them to grow up, to kind of fill right. your shoes or to be able to do what you do in some way. Um, in Jesus' example, he did. He took 12 guys yep. and he spent time with those 12 guys. And, and he had even three that he was even closer to. And so for over those three years, they saw Jesus all the time. I mean, they, yep. they went with them, they taught with them, they uh, served with him. They did all these things with him. They saw him not just when he was on the clock, but they saw him when he was uh, hangry, when he was <laughs> sleepy, uh, when he was tired and yep. wore out, when he just woke up in the morning and hadn't had his morning cup of coffee or whatever they drank in yeah. the first century. I don't know. Um, but uh, they saw him all the time. And so they were able to learn from him in a way that uh, was more than just on the clock. And so yep. if you're trying to teach somebody, if you're trying to mentor them or disciple them, whatever term you want to use in the workplace to, to replace you, to be a replacement leader, yeah. um, it's one thing to teach somebody to do a task. Like you can teach them to do a task just right. on the clock. 
Right. But if you want them to think like you think, um, to react like you yeah. would react um, on the job, then they have to do more than just be with you like while you teach them one right. thing. They've got to spend some time with you personally if they're going to imitate you professionally. Yeah. Uh, they got to know who you are and, and how you go about your business. And so I think that time is, is really important. I think in our society is a microwave society. Like we want to do everything quick. Right. Like, and I want somebody to replace me quick. Um, but it, it takes, it takes, it takes time. time. Well, I think you made a really good point about, you know, it being more than just like the training, right? Cause sure. I've seen people make the mistake of like, okay, I'm going to train this new person yeah. and they're training them on tasks and certain things and yeah. trying to teach them the, the thinking behind it. Right. But it's only in that four hour window or whatever yeah. the time allotted for it is. And they don't think about like before. They yeah. don't think about what they post on Facebook that this person sees. Yeah. Like, you know, it depends on what the job is and yeah. what the roles are and stuff. It's like, if you're really trying to groom somebody to think the way you think and everything, like you need to be aware of everything you do. Yeah. 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 The little conversations. Yeah. The way that you handle a situation with the homeowner, you can't handle it one way and then tell them to do it a different way. Yeah. Or you can say, hey, I really didn't handle that well. Like, let's learn from how I just handled. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's one thing. But you can't be like, yeah, just, no, you need to do it this way, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that that's important. Um, I love the, you know, reach one, teach one philosophy, yeah, right? You know, sure. whether it's business, whether it's in church, whether it's in anything, um, I've been a huge kind of proponent of that just with personal development materials in general. Like, yeah. thankfully, I had somebody that, you know, kind of helped walk me along yeah. reading and listening to podcasts and doing things um, and just sharing that with other people, right? Because yeah. it's been such a huge part of my life. So um, any other thoughts you kind of have as we start to wrap up? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, mentorship, discipleship, I feel like that's really important in any business because uh, nobody nobody lives forever. Yeah, Like in the church world, um, in like the circles I've been in, at least, you know, people have encouraged me to ask, like, if you, like, if I stepped out of here today and got hit yeah. by a car, um, where, where's the church go? I right. mean, like, does, does the church rise and fall on me being there? Right. Or is the church still able to, to do the mission? And so I think in any business, in any yep. form of leadership, you could ask the same question, like, what happens to my business if I, you know, fall off the planet tomorrow? Yep. Does everything fall apart? Have I brought people up? Right. Have people learned from me that they could replace me? And it, may, it wouldn't be the same. I mean, no. they're not going to be, you know, the, maybe the same amount of passionate or the, the same type of a leader. Right. But will they be able to continue doing what they do? Yeah. And, and so, like, for me, that's something I want to be cognizant of. Like, how am I making sure that we raise up people? Yep to do the job. Like they're not just um, here because Jeff's here. Right. They're here because they love Jesus and they love the church. And so at your business, you know, like they're not just here because you're the boss and you're signing the paychecks, yeah. but because they love what we do and they love being able to serve people and they love yep. being able to, to build the business and, and they're passionate about it. No, that's good. I, and I think that's like the true, the true definition of leadership to me is like, it, maybe not definition like wordy wise, but it's, it's the concept of like, if you, stepped away if you left if you passed yeah. away like not just in business not just in church but yeah. your family sure the way you've raised your children oh, like man. you know all of the other things of like if you just again like you say kind of fall off the face of the earth tomorrow how does everything that you've got your hands on mm -hmm. like go from there yeah. does it go up does it go down right. if it goes up then that means you really were a good leader and you were doing the right things yeah. if everything crumbles everything you had your hands on well, then you were just a good doer, not a good leader, yeah. right? And I think people are scared. Um, I think they're they're scared. You know, like if things succeed when I walk away, yeah, that means that they're better off without me. Yeah, and they take that as a negative towards their own leadership, right? 
Um, but I don't think that's the case. You no. know, I mean, if I step away from a church and like it blows up afterwards, like I'm gonna say, like, well, I must have had know, something done, to do with that. Yeah, some some positive impact while yeah. I was there. Set them up for the next stage. Like it doesn't have to be under my leadership, right? Um, for me to to be able to celebrate with them. Yep, that's good. And it's because you're a humble person too, and that's what I like about you. So. Probably the most humble person. Yeah, you are. You are very <laughs> much. So, um, well, I really appreciate you taking time to chat through this. Yeah. Um, I, I love. I feel like we could do an hour and a half podcast about this. We're trying to be somewhat mindful of sure. the time this season. But sure. um, what's one final piece of advice that you would love to leave business owners with on the topic? Okay. Uh, so my piece of advice would be simply treat people right. Yep. Treat people right. So Jesus says, uh, Luke six thirty one, treat other people the way you want to be treated. It's the golden rule, you yeah. know, for, for life. And I think that's not just a, a religious rule. I think right. people have, have taken that to apply it in every aspect of life. And right. I think that's important that we do that. Um, treat people the way you want to be treated. Now that takes time. I think that's the yes. hard hard thing with it is you have to kind of stop, pause, and think right. about how do I want to be treated? Like yep. if I was uh, this client, how would I want to be treated? Or when you're thinking about your staff, um, you know, if, if I just made a mistake, how would I want to be talked to in this situation? Right. If I just lost a client, how would I want to be talked to in this situation? So taking the time to sit back and think before we respond, how would I want to be treated in this situation before I just, you know, let go of my frustration <laughs> right. and anger on them and let them know exactly how I feel. Let me ask myself, how would I want to be treated? And I, be- I believe this, um, you know, your legacy isn't just about how much money you make. It's about right. the impact that you have on people. That. And that's that's true if you're in church or business, wherever. Uh, it's yeah. more than just the money you make. That money is going to be gone. Uh, it's Somebody else is going to have it yep. one day. And so the people that you impact, though, that's the real lasting difference. And I think whenever a, a business or a church, yeah. it happens too, unfortunately, there, whenever a business or church just becomes about the money, it's usually at the expense of people. Yep. It's at the expense of the, the people that work for the business uh, or volunteer for the church or whatever it is, or it's at the expense of the people that, that are customers. Yeah. And so uh, we can't just be about the money. Like, right. I, you know, we're, we're aware you have to make money to stay right. in business. Uh, but it can't be just about that. We yep. still have to, even though we're trying to, to turn profits, even though we're trying to accomplish our mission, we still have to make sure that we're treating people right. And I believe this, and I might be naive, Chris, so you can let me know okay. if I am. Okay, all right, I will. But I believe if you treat your employees right, that they'll be loyal and hardworking. I know, yep. like, personally, if I'm, if I'm treated right, if I'm affirmed in those ways, yeah. I want to be loyal and hardworking. Yep. And I believe if you treat your customers right, right, they're going to be appreciative, yep. they're going to be loyal, and they're going to give you good referrals. Yes. And so that's that's what you want. I you love want it. people to spread the word. Well, and I think if you treat your employees right, they'll treat the customer right too. Yeah. Like there's like a circle here, right? If, yep. you, if you're really rough with your employees, the interaction between employees and the customers is going to yeah. be rough. Like yeah. it just, you know, you can't be one thing to the customer yeah. and then again, like have that facade. And then all of a sudden with your employees, you're a different way. Right. Um, yeah. And I love what you said, like, think about how you want to be treated. And I'm going to go back to a comment you made in the very beginning and wrap this up. You know, you said about like your experience in leadership, right? Like you kind of took what you liked from certain leaders and what you didn't like from people, jobs yeah. you had, different things. And I think that's one of the first places to start in leadership. Um, and then I'm going to encourage people to take that and tie into what you just said about like if you're have a situation with an employee, if you have a situation with a customer, mm-hmm. like think back to a time where you've had a bad interaction with the company. Yeah. Like 
how did that make you feel? How do you want to change that and be different about it and stuff? Um, And that's why I think being observant and like thinking through like past experiences on both sides of the coin Mm -hmm. can really help people handle situations better. definitely. So I really appreciate your time. Again, I would love to chat with you for another hour and a half about all this. We'll do another one sometime. Um, It'll be all about the office and Ted Lasso too. So um, it'll be a fun one, but I know, right? (laughs) I love it. So um, thanks again for taking the time. How can, if people have questions or just want to chat more about church stuff, how can they reach you? Yeah. I mean, you can hit me up on, on social media anywhere. Uh, Perfect. At Jeff A. Roth. That's uh, Jeff A. Roth. the Twitter and IG and Facebook tag. There you go. Perfect. And email at Skyline? Jeff at Skyline.church. We make that easy enough. I'll yeah. put that in the show notes. My too, phone so. number is. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Social Security? I mean, tax return? No, yeah. I'm totally kidding. So thanks again. Right. Hope you have a good rest of the day. Yeah, man. You too. Thanks. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.